Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with Pastor Danny Anderson. Hey, guys. We are so thrilled to be back with you this month, and we're going to tackle a really difficult and helpful topic, and that is having a breakthrough with mental toughness. Having a breakthrough with Mm. mental toughness. Why this topic today? Mental toughness. Why this topic? Well, first of all, um, welcome back to all of our podcast listeners, and welcome back to you, Rach. Hey, thank you. Good to to have you back. Jackie did a great job last month. She did so well. That was a great break, and she nailed it. And thank you for all of the advice on marriage. That was wonderful. Oh, good. It helped. And uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the tough questions. We'll just say that. Yeah, there's a couple of doozies in there. I hope our podcast listeners enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But today we are excited to talk about having a breakthrough with mental toughness, developing mental strength. You know, the the mind has always been fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I, I really, uh, I think a lot about the power of our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I constantly um, am trying to understand it, yeah. um, trying to improve my own mind. And, uh, you know, it occurred to me not that long ago that I think that, you know, and and maybe this isn't a a great correlation, but I think that the mind is a lot like our bodies. Mm. And I like to work out and I used to be a marathon, you know, half marathon Mm -hmm, runner and mm -hmm. and now I can't do that anymore. So I like to go to the gym. And and what I've noticed is that when you, when you go to a gym, you have these really, really strong people uh, on, on one end of the spectrum. I mean, people, you know, people that are lifting 350 pounds, 400 pounds, super strong people. And then you have some folks in the middle mm-hmm, that are mm-hmm. strong, but not that strong. Right. And then you have some folks that are just beginning. Yeah, yeah. And as I've observed, you know, these different types of people in the gym, you know, it's very clear that there are reasons why they're their strength levels are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's genetic reasons. There's people's size. You know, the, the body they're born with. Uh, there's commitment level. That's a huge reason. You know, the people that are in there for two hours a day, they're yeah. <laughs> they're stronger. Yeah, they're uh, you know, there's diet. There's you know, I'm constantly trying to talk to folks like how you know how are you doing? How did you get that strong? Mm-hmm. Or get that big or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there a lot, diet has a, is a big factor. Um, gender is a big factor. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there are extremely strong women and then there are much, much stronger men. And mm-hmm. so there's all these different reasons. And I, it occurred to me that I think the same thing is true with our mind. Mm. I think there are people who are extremely strong mentally. Yeah. Then there are folks that are somewhat strong. And then there are folks that need some work uh, on their mind. And uh, I think those, those, and there are reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Why people mm-hmm. are some people are really strong and in the middle, and then and and why some people need some work. I can agree with that, and I can I can see the correlation. I can see the correlation that you have there. Mm-hmm. But I think the real reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because I believe that a person's mental strength determines the quality of their life, or determines how well they deal with life. A person's mental strength determines how well they deal with life. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, let's go back to our bodies. Um, uh, Your physical strength, our physical strength, Mm -hmm. um, 
or lack, I should say, let's say it this way, our lack of physical strength, if a person is lacking, it, there's going to be some limitations in their life. Sure. For sure. example, they're, you know, this is just, these are silly examples, but if you're not that strong, you're not going to be able to move the furniture around in your living room. Right. You're not going to be able to op- open the pickle jar. You know, right. My, you know, <laughs> right. Uh, right. You know, you're not going to be able to put the Christmas tree away. It very, and right. Now, these may seem like silly limitations because you can always get somebody else to do it. Okay. Right. Um, but when you talk about somebody who's not, uh, who's not strong mentally, hmm. the consequences of being weak mentally are far greater than the consequences of being physically weak. Hmm. Let me give you a few examples. When pressure mounts at work, you can't handle it. Bad news hmm. comes into your life and it sends you into a depression for two, three weeks. You, you have relationship struggles and all of a sudden you don't know how to deal with it and the relationship ends. Temptation pops up, you're not able to resist the temptation. Something Somebody crosses you and you feel angry and you cannot control your anger. So you, you lash out and you do something that, that hurts the relationship. You're mm-hmm. easily discouraged. Mm-hmm. You, you won't be able to handle being overlooked at work. The, and, and all of these things, uh, you know, they, they produce, you know, painful consequences in our life, far greater than, than our physical limitations would. So struggling with mental toughness, it, it really actually can affect your, your quality of life. Absolutely. In fact, you and I have just recently been through a book called 13 Things mm-hmm. That Mentally Strong People Don't Do, which is a great book. We'll put it, it in the show good. notes. Uh, her author's name is Amy Morin. She talks about how the, the benefits of being mentally strong are being able to deal with life's challenges better. Uh, increased resilience to stress. And we know life is filled with stress. Being able to handle problems more efficiently, um, improved life satisfaction. She talks about enhanced performance at work or if you're a mom or a dad or parenting. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are so many benefits. You're basically able to deal with life better. Yeah, and, and that I'm uh, I'm wondering if in this part are we we're not speaking actually about mental health. She doesn't define mental health that way. Right. She's talking about mental strength. Right. Right. In the book, she makes the distinction, and she uses the physical uh, our physical bodies as an example. She says, you know, you can have um, mental issues, mm-hmm. say like. Mm-hmm. Um, ADHD or, or mm-hmm. bipolar, mm-hmm. but you can still be f- mentally strong even though you have some mental issues. Yeah. Right? Some mental health issues. Well, in the same way that you can be, you can have something physically wrong with your body. Maybe you have diabetes or right. know, arthritis, but but you can also be physically strong and still have those physical issues. Right. So right. so they're 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 sort of close and they're sort of the same, but they're not exactly the same. Right. And she has she has a pretty direct um, definition of what mental strength means too. Yes. In, in the book, she says this. She says mental strength is the ability to regulate your emotions, manage your thoughts, and behave in a positive manner despite your circumstances. Now that's a mouthful and I, I like to kind of reduce things down to maybe something a little bit simpler. So this is kind of what I, I put in my own words. Mental strength is having the mental capacity to deal with reality in a positive manner. So I love the body analogy and, and growing in strength. And we know that that you'll need to uh, put forth some goals and some, if you're doing an athletic feat like 
when I decided to run the mini at 40, it took a lot of training because I'd never ran before. And it, <laughs> but you did it. And I, yes, I did. And, and, I, and I don't want to do that again. But the, <laughs> the strength building in that was, was good. I, I learned a lot about what the limits and, uh, and the abilities of my body would be. But I don't, I, what does it mean to work out in, in the way of building mental strength mm-hmm. then? Yes. Yeah. It's pretty simple to kind of figure out if I, you want to grow in your physical strength. You yeah. Gotta, you got to get in the gym and work your biceps, work your shoulders work your back. Exactly. You got to do it. It's not as intuitive to, to figure out, well, okay, how do I grow in my mental strength? I, right. I love the way Amy puts it in the book. She says, mental strength involves more than just willpower. It requires hard work and commitment. Mm. It's, an, it, it's about establishing healthy habits, mental habits, and choosing to devote your time and your energy to self-improvement. And again, that's a mouthful, but you know, basically what she's saying there is if you want to be mentally strong, it's your responsibility. And we don't really think about it that way. Right. We think we don't really think that our thoughts are our responsibility. We yeah. just think things like, what am I supposed to do about it? I have these thoughts in my mind. Well, actually, you're responsible for your thoughts because you can choose your thoughts. And and when we realize that it, it's actually uh, our responsibility to grow this muscle called our mind mm-hmm. that really puts us in the right position to get to work. And I want to talk today about three specific things that we can do to grow spiritually, but I also want to talk about uh, three more next week. So this isn't this is this conversation will continue this uh, continue on next month. Uh, but just I just want to jump into the first one here. Yeah. Um, I think that the first step. Like these are not in order of importance or anything like that, but these, these are just the the things I've I've been uh, thinking about. I think if you want to develop your mental strength, you have to choose a growth mindset. Mm. That's the first one. Now, you and I both have been through the book Mindset a couple of years ago by Carol Dweck. It's a fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic book. Um, we'll put that in the show notes as well. It's called Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, essentially, what she did a whole body of research on kids that uh, succeeded and kids that tended to fail. Mm -hmm. And what she discovered in her research uh, was that there's these basically two different mindsets. One's called a fixed mindset and one's Mm -hmm. called a growth mindset. In the fixed mindset, kids believe that their talent or their knowledge or their skill is basically, it is what it is. It's permanent. I only have so much and it's never going to increase. My speed is what it is. My knowledge is what it is. My intelligence is what it is. And I cannot, I'm never going to increase in that. So Mm -hmm. as a result of that, these types of kids with the fixed mindset, they'll try something new. Say, for example, they try out for the basketball team or they try Mm -hmm. out for the swimming team or they try, they, you know, whatever they, they get into and they're not very good at first. And because they believe that their knowledge is fixed or their skills are fixed and they can never get better, they're discouraged and they quit. Mm -hmm. They give up. These types of kids view failure as a completely negative experience. They They view their mistakes as completely negative. In fact, they view their failures and mistakes as evidence for a lack of competence. And so they throw the towel in. Yeah. And then they, then these kids become adults, mm. and they don't take risks. They don't, they, they don't like to 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 try something new, and they don't persevere because mm-hmm. they don't think they can do it. Uh, they think I'll I'll never be good enough. Uh, why even try? Right. Well, then she studied these you know these other group of kids that had this other mindset called the the growth mindset, and she discovered something totally different. That mm. these kids believe that their knowledge and their skill. And their abilities is not fixed, but it's yeah. wide open. 
and yeah. can, they can grow and they can increase in it. And so these these are the kids that basically when they tried something and failed, they saw it as a positive experience. Mm. They saw it as an opportunity to get better and to learn what they did wrong so that they can try again and again and again at swinging a golf club or swimming in a pool or playing the violin and or shooting baskets. It's like, well, I didn't do so well. I'm going to do better next time. That's the growth mindset. These are the types of people that persevere in the midst of difficulty and mistakes and and failure. They they try a business, they fail at it, they try again. Yeah. They fail at that one, they try again. Yeah. Well, that's the growth mindset. And so they're because they're open to new skills and new talent and new knowledge, they're continually learning and growing and they view failure as an opportunity to get better. Okay. So here's what I love about this podcast. Absolutely. I feel privileged to get to be a part of it month after month. But what I really love love about it is it's it never fails that it's applicable to my life at the moment <laughs> last night for th- for three and a half hours in our home with our two-year-old great dane who is just having behavior issues we had the dog whisperer and at the end of the time he sends our kids away he says mom dad i just need to talk to you and he says i'm not going to charge you that I can't help this dog. If this were wow. my dog, I would get rid of it in some manner. Oh my goodness. And I'm not going to do that. Uh, but the, the, the piece that I'm taking Wait, from you this told is, him, you told me you're not going to give your dog away. I'm not going to give <laughs> my dog would. away or put her or put the dog down. <laughs> Come on people. But I love him so much. And that is the problem. He can work with my 18 year old son, my 13 year old son, my 20-year-old daughter and my husband with no problem. And the dog whisperer said, you're loving him to death. Mm. So it's you. And I thought, I can't stop loving this dog, but I'm actually not loving it. And I thought, how could this 13 things that uh, mentally tough people book that I just read be applicable to my dog life, (laughs) but it absolutely is. I have to uh, revamp the way that I interact with him if we want to be able to keep him, if we want to be able to... To, to move him forward, but just to have a good house where he doesn't jump on other women and try to guard me. Eat and people's faces. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know this sounds, but the, the I know it may sound trivial to some people, but if you love a dog, you know yeah, that this is I do. a we super do. hard thing. Absolutely. And I was, as we're um, going through this, I'm thinking, okay, there it is. I have to build the mental toughness to separate from him so that I don't love him to death. Yeah, and you can, and that's the growth mindset, that you can learn to be a better dog owner. Yes. It's not intuitive. What's intuitive for you is to is to love that dog and call him into the kitchen when you're cooking bacon <laughs> yes, and, and, give and, and, and give him treats yeah. when he doesn't deserve it. Right. Like, I mean, that's right. that's what's intuitive. Right. Well, you got to, and you can learn to do the opposite and you can and you will. And you're, right. you're going to be a great dog. And I'm owner. not there yet. Yeah. That's Ooh. the. And that's the word. Yeah. Yet. In yeah. the book, she says that the gross mindset, the key term, the key phrase is, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I will be. And so that's, and that, man, that's what mentally strong people have. Yeah. That quality and that allows them to persevere and deal with reality even when it's negative. 
Well, let's keep going. I, what yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need some more. Okay, so this one comes uh, out of readings that you and I have done in uh, Stoicism, and mm-hmm. it's also one of the principles in the book uh, from Thirteen Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. Uh, if you want to be mentally strong, you have to focus your energy on what you can influence. Mm. There's a great quote I want to read from Epictetus, who is one of the Stoic philosophers. Uh, He says this, he says, happiness and freedom begin with a clear understanding of one principle. Some things are within our control and some things are not. Mm -hmm. It is only after you have faced up to this fundamental rule and learned to distinguish between what you can and can't control that inner tranquility and outer effectiveness becomes possible. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is so incredibly true. Yeah. If, If we focus our energy and attention on things that are outside of our control. We're mm-hmm. only inviting torture and torment and pain into our lives. Yeah. This is why I don't watch the news. <laughs> I'm telling you because in the news is the, I'm talking about cable news right, in right, the right, evenings. Right. Like you, you get a constant stream of negative information that you can do nothing about. Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you end up angry, frustrated. You, this political opponent did this, this political party did this, or this earthquake happened over here, this yeah. tsunami, you know, and you're like, I, that's terrible. Now I'm, I'm hurt. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I might be sad. You know, there's a bombing, there's a shooting right. and there's nothing I can do about any of this. Right. And so we're human beings are not designed to thrive under those circumstances. We are designed to thrive when we know that we can make a difference in, with our lives, with our actions, mm-hmm. with our days, with our hours, with our minutes. And so we need to focus our mental energy on things that we can actually influence, not, not control because control we really honestly can't control anything. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Other than, you know, what we're, the food we're eating and, you know, what's going on in our mouth. That's probably about it. And maybe the thoughts in our head. But what we can influence a ton, we can influence our children. Mm-hmm. We can influence our spouse, right? We can mm-hmm. influence the people we work with. We can influence the weather. We can influence what, you know, what some political party is doing. So what I've noticed is that mentally strong people really focus their mental energy on the specific things that they can directly influence. Mm -hmm. And that leads to extraordinarily high uh, emotions of fulfillment, satisfaction, Mm -hmm. happiness, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and joy. Mm-hmm. And I've I've heard you speak about this podcast that way that mm. that that this is about people uh, having a breakthrough in areas that they can that they can influence. Absolutely, have- I mean this this is a venue where you and I can sit down and for you know thirty minutes, you know pour our hearts into something that will directly help people with their everyday life. Mm-hmm. That's why we like. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing this. We don't we don't make money doing this unless you're hiding something. No, I'm not. <laughs> No, no, I'm not hiding anything. Uh, and that was the portion in the book um, that you were talking about that in chapter four, I think it was, where she tells the story of the gentleman who was uh, came to her because she's a therapist, came to her and was just beside himself because he couldn't control how his ex-wife was parenting their daughter. Mm. He couldn't he he couldn't move past it. And Every, it was consuming his mind it was consuming mm-hmm. he wanted to control who she dated and mm-hmm. who and and he just he kept going and going and she really helped him with that she really gave him some peace um i will say in that section as someone who likes to have things in order 
there was a time when I was uh, tight in the chest and maybe convicted when she was saying like, you can control how uh, good of a spouse you are, but you can't control what your, what if your spouse is faithful to you. You can't mm-hmm. control, um, you can raise your kids all mm-hmm. the same way with the same love and affection, but they have free will after they leave your house mm-hmm. and it's not a healthy relationship to try to control them after they leave. And um, I don't have this issue because you recognize the work that we put in, but this one, I, I was thinking of a friend when she said, you can bring your best to work every single day and your boss can just not mm-hmm. acknowledge it. Sure, you have no control over that. Yeah, and I think sometimes uh, what makes that hardest is uh, we don't know what things to accept, what things to, do we still control because we feel like we can control even our adult children and we can control what's going on, uh, how our spouse is going to act, but the, the, the truth is we can't. Yeah. And, and if you spend your energy, your mental energy focusing on those things you can control, it just absolutely, you know, it leads to frustration, anger, anxiety, and it, all those unhealthy emotions that eat us from the inside out. I, I love mm-hmm. the serenity prayer. This, mm-hmm. this, is, mm-hmm. this is so good. And I, it, it, I'll just read it to you. Many of you, our listeners probably know it. It says this, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. All that is is a prayer to say, God, help me to stay in the area that I can influence yeah. and stay out of the area that I yeah. can't. Yeah. And so uh, that's mentally strong people are really, really good at that. Mm. So. Okay. You said you had one third. Uh, yes. Yes. Course. Today, this will be the final one for today. And we could talk about the next three uh, next month. Um, but this one actually comes from a book that you and I read a couple of years ago called The Obstacle is the Way mm-hmm. by Ryan Holiday. Strongly recommend that book. Um, and it's a, it's a book on stoicism, and, but it's a book about men, mental strength. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll say it this way. The principle would be tell a positive story. And what I mean by that is essentially the discipline of pers- perspective, mm-hmm. taking a positive perspective on the negative events that happen in your life. In the book, he says it like this. This is probably the, the best book. It's on page 20, uh, the best quote in the book on page 22. Yeah. He says, there is the event itself and the story we tell ourselves about what it means. So the event would be, you got let go. Mm-hmm. A loved one passed away. Yeah. Someone, you know, got diagnosed with cancer. There's, there's, there's the event. Then there's the meaning that you and I give to that mm-hmm. event. And that makes all the difference in the world to how we respond. If we can assign, I love this, if we can assign a positive meaning to the negative event, we will feel differently about it. We will feel completely different and we will respond differently to the bad news. Mm -hmm. So for example, let's say you get overlooked at work Mm -hmm. and you wanted that promotion, someone else got it. Well, that's the event. Now, what does it mean? Does it mean that this place isn't fair and, you know, that's that, that person is, is, uh, you know, there's favoritism going on and, and, and now you feel angry and you assign this negative meaning to this event that took place. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're going to send yourself into a, an emotional and mental tailspin. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Resentment, bitterness. You're not going to, you're, you're going to disengage at your work. You're going to be angry at your boss, whatever. Or what if you assigned something? What if you told a different story? What if you, what if you gave that different meaning? 
uh, let me give you an example. Well, now I know right now that the cur- my current work product, what I'm bringing every day to work is not enough in my boss's you know, mind to earn that, that, uh, that promotion. I've right. got to do something more. Mm-hmm. That's an oper- that, now, that, now there's a revelation that, that you need to step your game up. Yeah. And that's giving that's giving it a positive meaning instead of going into this tailspin uh, of negativity. You can draw something positive from it. I, I love this other quote. I'll just read you this one other quote on page 18. It's so good. He says this. He says, we can see opportunity in every disaster and transform that negative situation into an education, a skill set, or a fortune. Seen properly, everything that happens be it an economic crash or a personal tragedy, is a chance to move forward. Mm. Can you imagine if you, if a person, if our listeners took that perspective on everything that happened, everything that happens to me is, a pos- is an opportunity to learn something new, to grow from this and, and to move forward in my life. Mm-hmm. Even the painful pieces are the Especially the painful pieces. Right. Because I mean, there's right. so much painful pieces that, you know, painful things that happen to us, uh, you know, th- again mental strength is the capacity to mentally handle yeah the circumstances the negative especially in the negative circumstances that come into our life in a positive way well you have to tell a different story yeah you have to assign different meaning just to recap from our time to from today as we're growing our mental strength and I'm right there with you we choose a growth mindset we focus on what we can influence and tell a positive story. Are there any other thoughts on, on mental strength? You know, I would. The last thing I would just say, you know, is that it's no surprise to me that uh, you know you and I are pastors, and a lot of our listeners are are, are people of faith. It's mm-hmm. no surprise that the Bible absolutely speaks to this issue sure. and talks about the power of the mind. And in Romans chapter twelve, it says, you know, let God transform you into a new person by changing mm-hmm. the way you think. Romans eight six says, if you if you allow the flesh or the sinful nature to control your mind, at least to death, but if you allow the spirit to control your mind, it leads to life and peace. Mm-hmm. There's so many other verses, Philippians chapter four, verse eight, you know, whatever is true, noble, right, just, pure, lovely, let these things occupy your mind. Um, because God knows that that what what's in our mind really does impact how we respond to life and how we live our lives. And so um, I would just encourage people to take ownership, mm-hmm. take ownership of the content of your mind, mm. view your mind as your body. If you if you let your body slide and you don't work it out and you don't watch your diet, it gets weaker and weaker and weaker. Well, the same is true of our minds. Yeah. If you do not take ownership of your mind and you just kind of, you're lazy with it, you let whatever comes into your mind stay in your mind, you don't push your mind, it's you're going to get weaker and weaker and weaker. But if you take ownership of it, Mm-hmm. and view it as a muscle, you can actually get stronger and be able to deal with life better. That's so good. That's so good. Uh, we had a lot of content today. So um, check the show notes for the books that Pastor Danny mentioned today. And again, next month, we're going to come back with three more. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, just we'll list the scriptures that Pastor Danny just listed out for you in the show notes as well. We're so grateful that you choose each month to spend time with us, and and we really do pray that you get a breakthrough in mental strength. Listen to this again and again. I know I will, and uh, we'll be working on this together. <laughs>